spidey senses tingling. Hello. He's the host who I'm sitting in the same room with for the last time. He's Slim. This is the Paper Keg Special Akira Episode 125. Really big show, locally recorded, like old times. We're in the same room, uh, Paper Keg Podcast. We talk about, you know, maybe some industry news. Not this episode. Books we're reading? No. One book only. One of the biggest books of all time in history. Six volumes. 3,000 pages, Akira. Um, you'll hear from three people this episode, this very special episode. Um, one man... You know, he's very, he's intimately familiar with this book because he's a writer. He's unpublished. Never published a single word in his life. Uh, but we don't hold that against him. Jonesy loves beer. You made a stew for this episode. Welcome. I did. Uh, you know, it was a labor of love. Whenever I know I'm going to be with my boys, I just break, make a stew, get some bread bowls, we get all fired up. Um, thanks for being here. Dale underscore A, we're in your HQ. We're in uh, Paper Keg Northwest. I have no idea. <laughs> you're the worst with <laughs> c- compass directions. Um, you're VP of merch. You're a Twitter celebrity. Mm. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's cut to brass tacks. Uh, yep. All you got to do is just favorite. Maybe send a little tickle out. Favorite somebody's tweet, and maybe they'll back backstep and uh, check you out on Twitter. Twitter tickle. Uh, welcome to the show. Five thousand pages of Akira. We read. Sometimes six thousand may seem like the numbers will probably continue to rise as the as the pages. <laughs> Ten thousand. Yeah, as the com as the podcast. Uh huh. Like a Comcast on the brain because Jonesy. Yeah. Calling supervisors. Uh, it's great to be here. It's great. It's it's genuinely. A wonderful thing to have everybody in the same room recording again. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have this energy level that I haven't felt. I vacuumed today. Wow. I wow. Uh, before I got into the shower this morning, I just had my bottoms off. I cleaned the toilet with my bottoms off with the shower running. Wow. Just to because I was excited. <laughs> you were just wearing a shirt. Just had my sleep shirt. Sleep shirt. Would you have socks on? Like shoe no socks? Just, no. <laughs> I, well, I had taken the slippers off. They were in the corner. We're a really big show. Uh, we're wearing bottoms right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you better believe it. We are. Um, probably the biggest episode we've ever done. We haven't been in the same room together since episode seventy-five. Wow. Mm, Maybe yeah. you didn't know that. Maybe you thought we we're always in the same room because the audio is just that good. Um. So we we decided we sat down. One day, we planned out the future of this show. Felt like a year ago. And we said we're going to read all six volumes of Akira, the epic 
Gen Z, who wrote uh, and drew Akira? Japanese guy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let me say that again. Who wrote and drew Akira? Uh, that was uh, Katsuhiro Otomo. Otomo. Legend. Um, I, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. Legend. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he did this. One man. Uh, so A lot of character Bibles and character trees, I'm sure. So you said it's six thousand pages. I thought it was like three thousand. Yeah, no, it's like two. It's only two thousand okay. some. Seven thousand but... pages. Mm-hmm. Each volume is like four hundred pages. We planned this out ahead of time. The first time we've ever planned a book club months in advance. Oh yeah, we had to three months. Um, we planned this all the way back in the beginning of September. I do want to say this was very difficult to read this ahead of time. Very difficult planning. I don't like reading ahead that far ahead. Yeah. I know. I might have made it worse by pointing out that we would remember nothing about this by the time we went to record. Because it actually may have happened. <laughs> I don't remember anything from volume one through four. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it was extremely difficult to, and only because, if, if, do, if it's because it serves a disservice to a book club podcast. Because, you know, we might gloss over stuff that was maybe important or stood out to us at the time, uh-huh. but it's gone now. It's yeah, gone. I feel it's dust. In the I wind. feel bad for like the Akira fanatics that have like a you know a special panel or a special you know Akira axe as uh, Matt feeling that we're not going to mention, and they're going to be like these guys are bogus. Yeah. So let's uh, let's jump face first. We're not doing news. I'm not sure if we ever will do news again, if I can be blunt. Uh, we're going to get into, we weren't even going to get into the comics we read this week, new books, which is all book club all the time. Uh, Akira, the epic, Otomo. Can I uh, drop a little load? Drop a little, you know, just a little trivia? Sure, Akira? absolutely, please. Published between the years of uh, 1982 and 1990. Ooh. This was serialized in the pages of Young Magazine. It was called. I like it already. Originally put out in English by Marvel Comics imprint Epic. Really? Yep. And that was from 88 to 95, I believe. And the movie came out before the the uh, series was finished. Wow. The movie came out in 1988. I wonder if the ending was the same. No. the Yeah, I... I New, I read, I did my research, you know, as Dale obviously does very thoroughly. I did my research too, and I saw that the movie had come out before the final volumes were out. Um, what other film was like that? Wasn't there another film that came mm-hmm. out before books were finished? It's on the tip of my tongue. Space Odyssey? Uh, well, that, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, man, what was Harry Potter? Did Harry Potter movie come out before the book was out? I don't think so. Um, but anywho, so the book is obviously, there's a crap ton in the books that the movie doesn't have. So there's a lot of, uh, differences in the book. I think Akira as a child doesn't show up in the movie. I think Akira is only in body parts when he goes to the frozen area to see, to find Akira. And he's kind of a, a mental character, like a, um mental being really yeah i don't think the child version is in that movie i literally just watched the movie like uh maybe eight months ago 
and now it's like since I've read the book, the movie is only in tattered memories now. It blew apart. <laughs> you your pushed memories. out. <laughs> yeah, um, but the ending, um, yeah, the ending is different than the book ending. That I can at least say that much. It does involve Tetsuo becoming this blob-like fetus at the, at the stadium, and them doing battle with him. Okay. So at least that scene is still intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that part. And the drums. Drums are obviously a big part of that. Drums, drums yeah. I imagine the movie had to be just all motorcycle chase scenes. Half All of the it. time. Yeah. They sold a lot of motorcycles in, in, in the late 80s in Japan. I'm sure, just based on this film. Mm-hmm. There was, a, I think, of the first two volumes, the whole street gang, you know, pages came just came off. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. flew off the page into my imagination. Do we want to uh, officially get into the book club now, Jonesy? Yeah. You, Have you ever me? synopsized uh, three thousand pages worth of book? No, not Let's even not even on book jug. And I'm going to uh, book jug. Very poorly do it now in the okay. style of our famous lightning round. <laughs> Each volume getting their own two sentences. Okay. Volume one. Tetsuo and Kaneda may have knocked up the school nurse, by the way, are two drug-peddling motorcycle gangbangers who operate in a future post-apocalyptic Tokyo. Thanks to an accident and crazy military people, Tetsuo gets experiment on and gets powers slash goes crazy. Crazy military people. Volume 2. Kaneda and female resistance fighter K are in a race to prevent Tetsuo from reaching Akira. A lot of S goes down, not limited to psychic powers, limb loss, and satellite laser guns. Mm-hmm. Limb loss is big. <clears throat> limb. Limb. Volume three. Things come to a head as both the Colonel and Nezu, the two real powers in Japan, both vie for possession of Akira, in parentheses, who we know now is the most powerful result of government testing on telekinetic children. When Akira is traumatized, he throws a tantrum and destroys much of Neo-Tokyo. Volume 4. We learn that Akira was responsible for both decimations of Tokyo as two new factions arise in the rubble. Akira's followers and those of Miyoko. And while we think... <laughs> while we think the foot soldiers will bring about the end, it's really Tetsuo's withdrawal that looms as the biggest threat. Withdrawal here meaning from the pills. His pill problem. His pill popping problem. Volume 5, Tetsuo's powers grow as he destroys the fleet coming to kill him and then the moon. The unwashed masses kill each other over nothing as the survivors of Tokyo band together and the psychics use K as a focus for their last attack on Tetsuo. I will say that that glossed over a lot. In the book, I'm trying, trying to get some, some main points here. <laughs> Did you have uh, to do the uh, lightning round version? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, so I guess I don't even know if that explanation really put it home for people. I think if so, Neo Tokyo, uh, there was World War Three happened in Tokyo. The te- the city uh, is like slowly rebuilding, and nobody really knows what happened to cause it. Um, you later find out that the government was doing testing on children to unlock um, mental powers, and one child caused the destruction, and they ended up putting him in a, essentially a freezer to freeze him 
to stop the damage. And the main characters of the book, I guess really there are a lot of main characters. Cast Um, of thousands. Yeah. Kaneda and Tetsuo are friends in a biker gang. And Tetsuo discovers that he has powers. And the book follows kind of their relationship going off in separate paths as Tetsuo battles essentially loneliness uh, in this post-war war world and tries to contain the new kind of telekinetic telepathic powers that he has and eventually becomes his undoing. Um, but man, there's just a lot to talk about in this book. Yeah. I'm the, scared. <laughs> it's uh, it's tough. I mean, when you are 15 years old in Neo Tokyo, you can be the worst human alive <laughs> and still go to school yeah, you get sent to a, like a trade school for worst people. You'd be drug. You'd de- I mean, I was fifteen. These f- guys are fifteen, dealing drugs, stealing motorcycles. Mm-hmm. That's life. And, and having uh, relations with the school nurse. Sure. Or she's a student nurse. I don't know what she is, but she's possibly she, pregnant. She's pregnant, and that's the is. last you hear from it. It's not visited again. Yeah. Because she's probably dead in the rubble. <laughs> The rubble of Neo Tokyo. Yeah. Um. I I mean, boy, I don't know. I have feelings about this book. I don't want to explode on it because I spent three months reading it. Explode on it? You didn't like it? It's just it was. Oh my! It was. Mm, Did Jonesy doesn't Jonesy's not disagreeing with mm, you though. Mm. I don't know if I can say I like or dislike this book based on the way I read it. You know, I had three months. You know, I've, I did the first two volumes in like two weeks after we made the announcement. Yeah, that was a big mistake on my part. And then I was like super scared. You know, I came to you both in confidence and was like, "Hey, um, I'm going to forget <laughs> all of this hand. S hat in hand." <laughs> By the time we get to month three, Chris Hat in Hand Jones. That's what they call him. Mm-hmm. So I slowly began to read. You know, some volumes in the interim, and then panicking again. Two weeks ago, read volume five and six. So those are the, the freshest in my mind. I will say this on my feelings of the book and all. Uh, it is hard to deny its influence, especially on anime. And I, and I think even some like Western storytelling. Mm. Um, and, and I'll tell you, like, if you, if you guys ever play like the Final Fantasy games... Like uh, Final Fantasy VII, I think was, is hugely influenced from the themes in Akira, mm-hmm. uh, just from you know experiments gone wrong to it, you know those experiments kind of influencing the fate of the world to the Espers, yeah, Espers, yeah. Final so, Fantasy III. Hmm. So if you if you look at it that way, Akira is like super influential to. A lot of Japanese storytelling and properties in the 90s, which then is now influential to our storytelling, you know, 20 years later. So it's hard not to appreciate it because Akira is the archetype, right? It's the one that kind of sets the stage for a lot of stuff we know and like now. Uh, on the on the flip hand, there's the cast is so large that be, even though the stakes are so big, you find you find yourself not caring about the outcome of most of these characters. Hmm. Like, the Resistance, all ten of those guys could have died in Iraq, and I would have just been like, let's get back to the Tetsuo storyline, because his descent into madness 
is, I think, the most interesting story told, even above Can- uh, Canada's, uh, I don't want to call him Canada, even above <laughs> <Close> Canada's. <laughs> Canada, apparently he represents all of Canada, Canada. in this book. Yeah, he's very. <clears throat> so even his kind of disappearance or reemergence as a hero, uh, while cool, is not, you know, doesn't really do it for me. I will say this, uh, you know, before I turn it over to you guys. The only scene I know from the movie is uh, Kaneda like slow walks to a bike that's waiting for him and somebody pulls off some kind of sheet and there's this sweet futuristic motorcycle and he gets on it and he's going to go to the final battle. And I was ha- on the seat, on the edge of my seat in the last volume waiting for him to just get on that sleek motorcycle and drive to Tetsuo and it never happened. And I'll never forgive well, he actually did face. steal a motorcycle, though, from the clown sure. character. But it, but it was like a Harley Davidson style bike. It wasn't the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think when you think of Akira, you think of like the, you know, new bike style, like not a chopper style. Nouveau right. bike. Nouveau. Neo, Neo, Neo bike. bike. You wanted a Neo motorcycle. Right. That's what I wanted. That's uh, what I felt so I deserved. It, from my early listenings of both of you, it sounds like you maybe didn't. Love it, or maybe even didn't like it, but you respected it, and you acknowledged its impact on the world of comics and graphic novels. Agree and art. Yeah, I, I definitely respect it, but there are certain aspects that you know. It's, it just takes me down that path, which I, which you guys know I don't like. Is you know, it's kind of like it's getting deep. It's getting deep, and I don't understand why it's getting deep. There's a you know there's no explanation. It's just taking me for this ride into the depths, mm-hmm. and that's hard for me to you know. I feel like 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 you're trying to shove a cat into a, into a cat carrier, and that cat doesn't want to go in. That's me reading. I'm like putting my arms out. You're not getting. You're not sticking me in that cat carrier. You're planking in, as opposed. <laughs> you're you're the James planking on a toilet. He does not want to go number two on a potty. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I there's in my thinking about it now it's i still find it very difficult to talk about it because there's just so much there and i mean i i don't think we made a mistake doing all volumes maybe there's a there's an op, there's a big opportunity to only go by volumes but mm-hmm. i think it's still very cool that we did all six there seems like there's two phases of akira and i went in very ignorant of the books i'd i'd seen the movie i thought the movie was great uh i've talked about the drums at length in the motorcycle chase scenes and in the book, there seems to be two phases. There's there's Neo Tokyo being rebuilt, and then they find uh, Akira, and then what happens is one of the espers, one of the little freak aged children that has telepathy and telekinesis. It's not um, their fault. There we go. It's not their fault. <laughs> is I mean, they're essentially what was that a Brad Pitt movie where he was a little kid and aged? Uh. And the age backwards. Curious case of Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. All, these kids are all Benjamin Buttons with powers. Um, one of the kids in this group that was experimented on is shot by the kind of secret resistance leader um, because he was trying to kill Akira. They kind of knew um, that Akira was going to be no good, so they've been searching for him to try to capture him or recapture him out of this stasis uh, situation. So this Esper is murdered and Akira sees this and essentially has a psychic freak out which destroys Neo-Tokyo again. And there's like 30 pages of just buildings being destroyed and 
so the book then the next um half i think that started volume four or, mm-hmm. or volume three correct i would think that was the end of volume three so tetsuo was not even really in volume three until the end so neo tokyo is destroyed kanada is missing presumed dead and Tetsuo shows up and meets with Akira at the very end of the volume. So they're kind of um, going to you know, team up maybe or something's going to happen. The rest of the volumes are a different world. They're Neo-Tokyo destroyed. It's like Mad Max scenario where there are now f- warring factions in a desolate world. Um, Akira is this figurehead of a faction where Tetsuo kind of is the real leader um, these really just the criminals kind of flock to this group, and then there's another faction of another freaky age child, uh, Lady Miyoku Miyoko, um, and then they battle to take down Tetsuo and Akira. And I had no idea that 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 book uh, storyline structure was going to happen because I'm guess I'm used to the movie. So the movie, like I think, ignores all of that yeah what well, yeah actually, i actually i started watching the movie for the first time last night it turns out yeah, i've owned it for 10 plus years Got on like dvd copies of it and uh, i've never watched it so i was like i'm gonna watch this and i fell asleep watching it last night so everyone's I'm, probably like how do you no do a book club good. on akira and not finish the books and watch the movie and then i challenge you to read all of akira <laughs> in three months you jerks but i will say this i really enjoyed the book i loved it i think um otomo's art and writing, I mean, writing to the point, not tr- uh, literal translation, but I guess story arcs and uh, structure, I enjoyed, but there's just so much that I've never read anything like it. And I have I have trouble mm-hmm. comparing it to anything. It's like, I guess it really is a, a rucka keg. It's like 32 issues. Um, yeah, I think it's 38. 38. If you want me to drop some knowledge Please on you right do. now. <laughs> but I mean, his art is... I just was stunned every page. I don't understand how an artist could write yeah. and draw something like this and, on what I presume was a monthly basis when it was released. And let's talk about that real quick because I, we, the three of us, have read the. Uh, they were Akira was re-released by Dark Horse, uh, like I don't know five five eight years ago. Yeah, and we read that, and it was in the vein of like DC Essentials. It was all black and white art. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the first two pages. Oh man! Color, and then the, the rest is black. The first white. three, two or three pages of every volume is fully painted. That those pages were absolutely gorgeous. What I think is in the research that the versions Marvel produced, those were colored. Yeah, the yeah, they were colored. Yeah, yeah. Stephen O'Leaf, I think. I wonder uh, who it, made the decision to just reprint the black and whites because i don't think dark horse maybe didn't have the rights to the colored versions i would say if i if what i had read had been all painted pages i think i would have a super different opinion yeah of what i would be talking about probably talking about how the just that the color and the atmosphere of the book Hmm. took me away there was a scene i think it was volume four where the choppers are just like above the rubble of Tokyo, and the first three pages are just the the oh man like close ups of these helicopters just circling the city, and I was like, well, like that took me back. And then it was always the disappointment when you went back went to back and uh, black and white because the color pages were so good. I loved. I actually really enjoyed the black and white. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I mean, you can't deny th- this art the f- the consistency of the facial expressions. I mean, they were like. They were like animated cells. They were so consistent, panel to panel. Everybody had such, I mean, like consistent faces. 
and he conveyed facial expressions like nobody's i mean i've never seen anything that of that quality and the the backgrounds of neo tokyo like both amazing both you know together and complete and in shambles after completely and you know back then there was no like google sketchup or whatever you know artists use today for their buildings and stuff this was all done by hand and like mm-hmm. probably rulers and stuff yeah Absolutely i mean crazy. it was easy like reading this it was easy for me to like this guy is obviously a visionary like well, i'm reading a visionary work like if this if this had come out now it actually really reminded me of non-player number one Right when that came out, and people were like, "Whoa, I can't wait to read more." This is like outrageous that this guy does it all himself. And the second issue never came out. Never came out. Um, oh, I guess this is what happens when you're like that, and it's not possible to do a monthly version of it. Um, but I mean, I the it was hard to keep track of characters. Um, the the catch up like on the the spine of the books, like the the what's happening now is like godsend for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was essential. Really um, but the the closing, I mean, it does play with the themes of, like, the war and, and Tesuo's loneliness and stuff. Um, there, was a, there was a couple points where, I mean, at first, I do want to say the ending where Akira battles Tetsuo's, like, telepathic explosion. And then Kanada, you see, like, the broken glass versions of their past, like, interspliced together. Like, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Amazing. I, I had to stare at those pages, and it, which really stunk because I knew I was so close to the end of the book. I was like, this is it, man. I'm almost done six volumes of Akira. <laughs> and those three or four splash pages of, of you know, a thousand words on each page, I was just like, okay, all right, let me take my time. Don't get antsy. That was, I, I mean, you just had to stare at those pages because each little tiny shard of glass was a different scene in, in one of their lives, and it was crazy. Like, it's a little bit heartbreaking at times. You see, you know, I think, a te- I forget, Tetsuo's or, or parents, like, interacting with him and stuff like that, and Kaneda's um, interaction with Tetsuo when they were kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. How they became Gorgeous friends. stuff, yeah. I will say this book, the way it's paced... Like, you can't stop flipping through it once you start. Like, every volume delivers a thought. So each volume is complete. Like, there's no... Each volume is not like Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. So you start Volume 1, and all of a sudden you're done Volume 1. Mm-hmm. You know, like It's like a hungry pace. Like, you gotta know what's gonna happen next. You know, every scene is action-packed. Every scene brings you to a new conclusion. Or a new question about Neo Tokyo, or you know, what the you know, of course, in the beginning, you're like, well, what's this government, you know, experiment going on? Uh, you know, who are these weird old person children that just appear in the streets of Neo Tokyo? <laughs> so, and that continues through each volume. So there was no volume where I felt it was a slag, and th- these are four hundred pages, and there was no point where like volume four, which I think was the largest, was I like. No, I just got to put it down for tonight. If I started a volume, I either read half of it, made myself stop, or in the case of volume six, I read in one sitting. Mm. The and that brings me back to you say slag. It, there there are times when it. I mean, it it absolutely read like I was watching one episode of Dragon Ball Z. Like nothing happened. And I just read 300 pages of a book. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that first stuck out in my mind when 
they were like the, I think it was the Colonel or Ryu. They were taking that elevator lift down to Akira's, you know, cryo chamber. Yeah. That was like half or three quarters of a volume and they were on an elevator. But I mean, but I guess, but uh, a lot, nothing happened, but you know, each panel was given the devotion, like a dessert, like he wrote, he drew and wrote every panel and, but that, but that was just an example of, there was, and there was a lot of that where it was just like, I just read 300 pages of them going down an elevator and Mm -hmm. like a a battle, maybe a battle was taking place with a hover bike or something on the elevator lift. And that happened a few times and that's what kind of, kind of brought me back down or brought me back down to like negative land levels. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of just like, eh, I don't know about this because I just didn't, just wasn't feeling it at times because imagine of that. if um maybe I would think differently if the art was not Otomo's art maybe it was just like a monthly comic like some random DC Marvel comic book art and it wasn't as jaw dropping for me and it lasted three hundred pages maybe like oh let's get this over it, with here and can you Im- I mean and I was thinking about this being serialized in a monthly issue I'm like whoa what in the Nothing happened, and I just paid four dollars for this thing. You know, it was, might have been two dollars back then, but I don't think I could have told you where each issue started and ended either. Yeah, and and I think maybe it probably worked better because it was serialized in another magazine, so there was mm-hmm. probably like more you know material that you would be getting every month. There was, it was a magazine. There seemed to be like a trend of at certain. And I have no idea if this is true, but at certain points during volumes, there'd be a like quarter panel widescreen. Uh, panel at the bottom of a page that could have been the end of an issue. He would always get to a point where a character would be, you know, whether it be the colonel at like the bottom quarter or it's Tetsuo and Kanada looking at each other. Just this amazing. I think I tumbled one of them where like, let's get this party started. Like oh, yeah, that yeah. could have been the end of issue come back like next month or whatever. But I mean, there's just the art, the fact that he put that, that work together by himself like it almost supersedes any kind of negative feedback that I have about the book, for me. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah I see. I definitely. Understand. It just feels like a grander work at that point. And uh, the one actually, while I was reading the final volume, the one time I kind of thought like, and this is kind of goofy, the Ryu character during the final volume where he just like appeared, kind of with the American forces the volume before, and then. During the final volume, he meets back with Canada and Kai, where he's just kind of spouting off these cliched lines about, um, you know, the, the end and you guys are screwed or whatever. He just like, appears out of nowhere. How do you just appear in Neo Tokyo where your friends are <laughs> out of nowhere? It's rubble everywhere. Like he just like shows up out of the shadows and gives them some kind of speech, and then he just disappears again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for as much uh, of a hole that Neo Tokyo was turned into, they managed to eke out a living and. <laughs> Like I don't know where they sleep. They, they didn't feel like they were sleep deprived or you know not <laughs> yeah, like fed. Food deprived. Were they like just like making the best of the rebar beds they had to make? Every, I mean, everybody they... could just leap everywhere they wanted to. <laughs> I mean, they have to get around by boat at that point. Everywhere. No, motor. The roads are still there because everybody still that. traveled on motorcycles. <laughs> you know, there could be a highway system. There could just be you know miles of rubble. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle, best way to get around. I, Absolutely. I mean, uh, also the title of the book. Um, like reading this work and then kind of thinking of Akira and wondering where Akira is or why he's the title of the book, I felt like 
there wasn't enough of a reason to name the volume Akira, uh, beside it right. being an amazing name choice. Like Akira was not really the central character; it was the group of characters that were the focus point. And even like there was never a point where Akira like started speaking or just had a an amazing chapter where all right, here we go. Here's Akira coming out in yeah, true yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never point. really happened. I think, like, Akira was, like, gravity in this book. I mean, from the first moment, their whole lives are decided because Akira destroyed Tokyo once. And that has led to the crime and, and you know, the, the situations, the environments that the main characters grow up in is because of Akira's aftermath. Then we have the main action, which is everybody trying to get to Akira. And then even at the end when Akira's around, present in the books, he's treated more like a power source or an unseen god than he is mm-hmm. anyone who's a player and the actions of what's the... I mean, Tetsuo is, you know, easily identified as the antagonist of this whole volume. He is the enemy. Mm-hmm. And even at the end of the book where Tetsuo kind of confronts Akira and tries to redeem himself there's really no point where I'm rooting for Akira or even have a good understanding of what Akira's power is. From what I understand, if I try to define the character, there is some evil telekinetic power in everybody. And some people are adept at using it, and some people are not. And Akira just happens to be the most adept, the one who can use it without destroying himself. That's it, right? And there's nothing else you can really determine about the character. Yeah, I think I I gleaned more after you know I I checked out Wikipedia and also like the first half hour of the movie, um, and that's this more pertains to other characters. But Akira is, and it's and this this is what I got out of Wikipedia, which really helped. Akira is is not a little boy. He is emotionless. He is like telekinetic power in physical form, and that's. I mean, that helped. That kind of, you know, helped me understand. When I was reading, though, I was like, "What is the story with this little kid? Is he good? Is he bad? He is, is he anything? Is he anything? Because he, like Tetsuo and his side of the fat, you know, the the Neo Tokyo faction, they they put Akira up on this pedestal and make the followers believe that Akira is the new lord. He is the future of the post apocalyptic Neo Tokyo." But you don't get any sense of anything from Akira himself. Is he okay with this? Yeah. Is he... Does like, he care? Am, yeah, he's ambivalent about the whole thing. Yeah, I guess. he just... Like, they put him to bed, and he goes to bed, mm-hmm. gets up, they stand they where them. they want him to stand. Yeah. And, then, I mean, he even gets, like, kind of captured by the resistance at one point, and oh, is yeah, never, yeah. like... I was like, oh, man, thanks a lot. I was really getting tired of that whole <laughs> his situation. He just is still very quiet. He doesn't speak like the other aged freak kids. Um, but I think now that we mention it, he, that is very, um, godlike where he doesn't really have an opinion of what happens. He kind of just sits there and it, and it happens whether or not, you know, he wants it to or not. Right. He lets the people decide. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and, in, and at the end he kind of where he, uh, where he, when he dies and he meets up with his buddies, you can see where he finally becomes himself because he's freed of that. Um, living godlike scenario where, and then at that point he makes a decision to help. Um, I'm not sure who he really helps at the end there. Maybe the people of Neo Tokyo. Um, but eventually he kind of takes, he battles with his friends against Tensuo. 
Yeah, which is yeah, which is like a jump to the end, but at, basically at the end, Tetsuo creates an Akira level extinction event. Like he blows up. He's going to blow up again, like Akira did, uh, and Akira did twice. Akira absorbs it at the end, but I just I'm like, why all of a sudden? And you don't even get anything from him. Like, why is he intervening now? Why is he soaking up Tetsuo's explosion? Why all of a sudden? And that's the kind like that's a little bit of the trouble I had with with it now and and because and because they built Akira up to be like when they start descending into Akira's cry like they're hiding him under the the new Olympic Stadium, they are covering their tracks and they built an Olympic Stadium over top of them. The 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 facts, the scientific facts that they start dropping, like the scientists when they start like talking about how Akira is being kept at like a hundred degrees Kelvin, which is like hundreds of degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Like this is a huge deal. Like there's chamber wrapped in chamber wrapped in chamber keeping Akira. Like you're like, what in the heck is going on in there? And then he comes yeah. out, and then he's a little boy, and you're like, whoa, what? This is not. Yeah, this can't when, be good. When I first met Akira, as it were, I did not match him up to being like a nine year old boy. Mm-hmm. Like there was he no was like part four. of me that is, is it that he was young? Like four or five, I'd say. I did not see that coming. That was totally out of left field. That page too was amazing, where he was like standing on top of the chamber, and Tetsuo was wearing his awesome winter coat with like the fluffy. Oh neck yeah! The, area. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I want to talk about the epilogue real quick because you guys need to help me understand what happened. Mm-hmm. So Canada and uh, Canada and the. Rest of the former resistance are a biker gang yet again. And the U.S. government, I, I think we're expected to believe the U.S. government's like, oh, we're here to, you know, take over the remains of Japan and get it back on track. And this biker gang of four or five people frighten the military away. And as they, they come back from frightening the military away in the rebuilt highways of Neo Neo Tokyo... The telekinetic Actually, ghosts. New Neo Tokyo. New Neo Tokyo? Nouveau Neo Tokyo. <laughs> the telekinetic ghosts of Tetsuo and Ryu are. And Yamagata. And Yamagata are riding with the group. Actually, it was Yamagata, not Ryu. Ryu. Oh, Ryu was not part of it. No, I don't believe so. All right, so no. Tetsuo and Yamada. Yamagata. Yamagata. <laughs> Yamagata, not going to his volume anymore, anymore. Uh, so they're riding back towards the city and. Why Why do they to want me. to live in squalor? Why I, do they want to I live... Did, at first, I didn't understand why they had rebuilt... Um, what do they call it? Um, Grand, what do they call Tokyo? They call, it's like the Grand em- Tokyo Empire or something. Yeah, the Grand Tokyo Empire. Great Tokyo Empire. Um, I, I, afterward, I, I, I was kind of bummed at, at that where they almost like turned down like uh, being, quote, saved by the government. Um and I think it was like a UN. It wasn't even the US. Was, right, yeah. It was kind of like this large faction. But I think that they they were never really um, accepting of government to begin with. They were just, the, well, I mean, you even talked about it. They were like the garbage kids at school getting nurses, nurse students prego and possibly never yeah, speaking yeah, to them yeah. again. Yeah. Um, but I think at that point, you could really hold the government responsible for what had happened there, UN or otherwise to Neo Tokyo where you're living in Neo Tokyo and you you've almost died hundreds time hundred times over would you really want to go back to them 
and no. accept them with open arms. Good I would you. be like, F off, clowns. Just open my eyes. And I would, you know, you'd see this opportunity where, you know, we can live free without government oversight and we're, we're going to take it at that point. That's how I read it. Wow, that makes sense. Thank you. Very deep. Jeez. I uh, try my best. Glad we, we have you here. Don't you yeah. take uh, responsibility for opening <laughs> my eyes. Um, but I did enjoy, um, it's just the, the artwork, just the, the setting that he put in place for that ending and the the broken glass kind of memory scenes that happened. Everything was li- was absolutely fantastic. His art is astonishing. It put the movie in a new light for me that like his vision was brought to the film and I and you keep coming back to that I always think of that crazy scene in the movie where Tetsuo uh envisions his guts coming out of his stomach while he's bent over and oh he my keeps God, like I pulling them back in and Ugh. he's freaking out um but yeah, I really enjoyed I I really enjoyed the work uh, I'm glad to have read I think everyone who reads comics should read it I don't know what people that don't read comics would think of it I mean we have two people that have read comics for our lives that didn't really like it and, and you guys and I I kind of, um, I just loved absorbing it from a work from the eighties. I was just blown away at the caliber of the work by one man. I, I, you know what, from someone who was a lukewarm towards it, I do think everybody should have the opportunity to read it because it's like going back to the source. Like a lot of, if you want to see where a lot of your conventions you're reading now or anybody who loved things like uh neon Genesis Evangelion or, Anyone who loves all of the new uh, anime anime titles or what, what do they call it? manga manga titles like if Can- you wanna, Canadians called manga. Canadians yeah. called manga Canada. So if you want to find out what kind of started it all, if you want to find out where all this influence comes from, you owe it to yourself to go read Akira because it really is, you know, the ground zero for I feel a lot of '90s video game pop culture you know, storytelling mm-hmm. and it, it does present a lot of themes that are, that are represented over and over again. Uh, much like Frank Miller's eighties work is to us in the West. Akira's work is to the eighties in the East, mm. you know, dark Knight returns. We know that dark, um, take on Batman influenced a lot of comics in the eighties and Akira influenced just as much, I think in Eastern culture after that. And I'm not somebody that wouldn't want to see this, brought back in a in an Americanized film. I know when Akira was talked about was starring Keanu Reeves or Brad Pitt or whatever or jo- uh, uh, Robin from The Dark Knight Rises like people were like livid like no you, you can't, can't do this. I actually would be like yeah let's bring an Americanized version with you know a couple hundred million dollars. I'd love to see this Only on if the they screen. stayed true to the theme because there is a horror aspect to this volume as well like traditional horror themes uh you know, w- with the depiction of body parts being blown up. and He blew a hole in the moon. We glossed over that. Yeah, we did kind of sure uh, did. tiptoe around that pretty good. <laughs> uh, he and, does make but, the moon look like Saturn. But there is horror in Akira. But, okay, Akira told him to do it. it he's like, Akira, the moon master? Yeah. Wh- what? I also, there are certain parts, too, where I wondered why, and I kind of figured the answer out for myself, but... At a certain point, Tetsuo has the power to go to the moon and blow a hole in it. Why wouldn't he just eradicate Tetsuo and his and his cronies? But I think there was still that connection between you know them as friends. Like he could have killed uh, Kaneda at any point during their fi- during any oh, battle. Oh, certainly, yeah. You know, 
Um, but that was a very interesting portion. He didn't. He he could have like just blown his face apart, and he did that oh, yeah, many other ripped times. Him, ripped him apart. Um, but his. I mean, I just like Tetsuo is an enigma to me. Okay, and there's a little Tetsuo in all of us, Dale. I I guess so, and it and explains it. He only explains Tetsuo explains himself in the last volume, but in the movie. The, for the 30 minutes that I saw, he kind of explains his reasoning a little better. Like, Kaneda's always trying to keep him down or whether he's trying to protect him or he just doesn't think Tetsuo's um, uh, able. Like, he's just... Like, maybe he, value, uh, he thinks Tetsuo's like a bumbling sort of uh, not very well at his job, but he's in the gang anyway. Mm-hmm. But he after he nearly... You know, runs over Takashi, one of the aged freak kids, quotes. <laughs> um, like, the military takes him away. Like, I, I, I'm come, I come to understand that the accident is what woke something up in him. Like, his telekinetic ab- abilities. But then the military, out of anyone, they didn't know at the time that there was telekinetic abilities. They just took Tetsuo. They just took him. Because he was hurt, like were they trying to? Were they going to kill him? You talking if, about in the comic or the movie? In the comic. In the comic. I thought that they brought him in because they saw his technical ability towards the end. I thought wasn't the scene where they're all in the grotto underneath the highway, and doesn't Tetsuo kind of manifest in some small way? Oh man, he was, doing, he was doing some of that when he led the clown gang. He was just like destroying people with his with his brain. Well, we're gonna get there, the clown gang. <laughs> we're gonna get there because okay. So they take him, they wake something up, they let him come back to school after they awaken fully and get him hooked on these drugs. Yeah, on these pills, tele telekinesis pills, telepills, telepills, and Pill-netics. I mean, he, but he just continues this this story arc of badness like he's just turns bad real bad and he's like he takes over a gang because what like they he takes over a gang and the gang keeps stealing these government pills for him is that what i'm like they just that keep to, he's like a huge he's just binging he's on drugs junkie. he's just yeah. he's just eating pills he to get the get and, rid of the pain and how can you you don't chew on pills you ever try to chew on a pill it's not pleasant no and he just chews on them he loves them and he just wants to make the headaches go away. Sure, but he's a terrible. But he, I mean, but he's terrible. He's, he's a an terrible awful person. He's a bad guy. You do, oh, you get that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, I, his, I just don't. His story just kind of happens, and it's carved out without any kind of hint about where it's going. He he, so he takes over the clown gang. And then Neo Tokyo blows up, and then he's him and Akira, he's like palling around with Akira. He's kind of like, was it was it Tetsuo's idea to be the leader of the faction and like keep Akira close to him so I, I think he could he be used, worshipped? I think he used Akira as a um, as a faux leader. Like he used the knowledge of Akira to to empower him. But it's at a certain point too. I think the aid really started to abuse even a, even Tetsuo at that point because Tetsuo was really out of it, and he even 
he was so hopped up on drugs mm. and he was, you know, uh, taking in sex slaves and killing them at a certain point. Terrible. Um, Terrible guy. Yeah, yeah he the, wasn't the a good aide guy. was just like a new. Uh, He's a Nezu, like he wanted to yeah, yeah, wield yeah. Akira's social power mm-hmm. more than he really cared about any kind of telekinetics. I, I think, too, I think it would be unfair if I didn't say, you know, I, I, I think a couple of us really trashed Joe's, Joe the Barbarian and that it could have been shorter. I think it, if we really look at it, I think Akira could have been boiled down a little less than 38 issues. I think maybe the aid storyline could have been excised. I think you, I guess you could see what he, what Otomo would, I hope we're saying his last name right because we said it, Otomo, like 20 times. Um, I think he, he, and he did that in the movie, in the feature film. Like he kind of had to snip out what he thought would oh. be acceptable for a feature film. So maybe that's like his true yeah, like feature maybe, film vision. So he even saw what he needed to do to. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if maybe he just realized he had to do that for a two-hour movie, and he had to cut something. Yeah, maybe maybe he didn't want to. He's biting his you lip know, maybe the whole time. Maybe a book version doesn't have to be two hours. It could be you know six hours, twelve hours. That, but that's I mean, it's just Tetsu. The Tetsuo stuff. Just I don't know. It's, it's, I I don't. There's no reason in my eyes that he does any of it. Akira wills him to tear a chunk out of the moon. I say I, I think he did that on his own. I know that it's presented on the page, like Akira talks to him, but we don't ever actually see Akira communicating anything to him. So I think maybe he just used Akira as an excuse and decided he was going to go do it. Hmm. I think you're sticking up for Tetsu and Akira. <laughs> no, I'm just sticking classic. up for I Akira. I, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different angle, certainly. I uh, just... Like, he's he's on these pills. He's a drug addict. On drugs. <laughs> but... And that, but the government. So then he makes the pilgrimage to Lady Miyoko, who is a, a grown-up, aged, freak kid. Yeah, she tells him to stop taking the pills. She's like, "You want to be more powerful? Stop Get taking off those the pills. pills." The government's. It's the government. Yeah, Big government is telling you to, t- to take any of these pills. Yeah, she was she really responsible. She creates Tetsuo, and that's and, she, and then she has to battle him at the end. Maybe she wanted him to lose control and become the fetus blob. Maybe maybe right. that would have been to her advantage. Okay, Jonesy. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Jonesy's <laughs> advocate right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to be. Oh, but, man. but then it was just like, I mean, the whole last chat, the whole last volume was just like, uh, she's like, oh, Tetsuo's coming. We got we to gotta fortify ourselves and use K as the medium. You, it's your fault. If he would have stayed on the pills... Everything would have been fine. And really, did they have anything really genuinely involved with saving the world? Not uh, really. What, the Miyoko and yeah. the other free kids? Uh, did they push uh, maybe, maybe Tetsuo sa- to go not, supernova? Maybe not saving the world. Maybe just protecting their own existence at that point. Which I mean, is a good thing. I just think I there mean, was so much build up of uh, you know Miyoko and the espers that we have like one last try to to kill Tetsuo. We can do it with K. Acting as our medium, and really, it was nothing. It didn't, it didn't need to be even happening. Did they ever right. really want? Yeah, because it, it, it was ineffective mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. What did maybe I'm just not thinking of it now? But what was their view of Akira when he was freed? What did they want? I think to they do all with felt the, bad want, for him. They wanted to just get him. Did they want to bring him into the flock? Yeah, so yeah. To speak? yeah, they did. Hmm. They were like, "Let's go." There get was Akira. some weird symbiotic relationship with all those kids. 
where they all felt super involved with the other's well-being, right? Yeah, they were like all. Fra- I mean, they were like real friendly, fragile, and they were fragile. You they know, had they glass had glass bones, avian bird. Blood the bone children syndrome. call me Mister Glass. <laughs> Any time someone ever says bones near Gen Z, I think he brings up that that quote from Unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even talk Not about the show. Every bones, time, jeez. Um, I, I mean, I really bones. enjoyed it. You guys hated it. No, 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 not hate. Uh, no, dis disliked. Lukewarm. Lukewarm. It. Okay. Lukewarm. I'm glad, but but I am glad to have read it. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. don't know why I'm. These insane words are coming out of my mouth right now, and I don't know if I can. You know, if you want to clear your schedule, if you're going to read this, all right, don't just ingest it as you can. The only thing I can think of right now is how soon I can make a meme of Dale with his wine glass saying, I hated Akira. And <laughs> <laughs> put that on the internet. Stat. Thanks. I will, Tumblr. I will say there is something about participating in history. And I think anyone who yes. reads Akira participates in history. And completely on a selfish meta level, I mean, we pulled it off. Boys. We did. We did great. We did. We. It's the energy of the Dale Mansion, really, is what it is. Oh, that you know, that's what I wanted to say. I, I, I kind of wish that uh, I hadn't read, um, what so in advance. Like in a perfect world, I would have been able to read six volumes, maybe eight days before recording. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good in a perfect world, like you yeah. said. Like if I had that, I think it probably took about maybe an hour and a half or two hours for me to read each volume. Yeah, I'd say about two hours, hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah it goes it goes super quick. Yeah, it, it does. does. It does. There's a lot of action. If you could have read all six volumes in the quiet car on the way home from work, go. Would you have? Oh, go. my God, absolutely. You can't get, get through anything in that I would have done car. it all on a conference call. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this, I mean, I you know, again, for the, the meta of Paper Keg, like, we could do this again. I I feel I mean because I'm super proud of what we did. We I mean, I just think it's cool that we could. It, it sets up you know future show themes like that. Maybe right. once every six months and once every year, we do something as balls out as this. Whoa. What what will be? What's next after Akira? Episode two twenty five Akira. Again, yeah, yeah. Second time. Start around. reading now. <laughs> I know. I'd like to only because I have all the trades. Uh-oh. Is uh. This is, a Dale, this is a Dale pick. Everybody get ready. Batman No Man's Land. Oh, oh okay. okay. Right. That's like I six could, trades. I could be down for that. That's just one. That's the one off. That's the one that was on the tippy top of my head since we started this experiment. So that's Akira. Amazingly, we somehow set this up, planned, uh, mm. for the 25th anniversary of the movie. It's this week. Yeah, we knew that. We, record. we totally knew that when we started this endeavor. What's amazing to me is, as we recorded this, the movie is unavailable in the States digitally to purchase. When I Googled it, you could find, I think, Australia Apple Store, <laughs> iTunes Store, you could buy it, what? but not in the U.S. So Amazing. This is one of those books that's just tied up in so many weird rights areas. not available digitally to read in comic yeah. form. Dark it's only Horse the, doesn't uh, sell it. Yeah, it's a, you can get those off of Amazon, the Dark Horse yeah, that's releases, where I had to get but it. that's the, the only... Dark, Dark Horse trades off Amazon. There's even a weird site that just puts up the pages to Akira. Like, you can just read it on the web, which I have no idea if that's legal. I think there was another book that sure. we did that was like that. I mean, it doesn't look like a Oh, yeah, site. there was maybe the only book that we did for that. It was recent, too. Was it Ghost... Uh, maybe Ghost World? Ghost World, Ghost World yeah. was like that. 
Like it was, it looked Very like strange. a legit site. I think it was scribbed. Um, but there was another site that had a cure pages just ready to read on the web. And I was like, is this, should I close this tab or go in incognito mode right now? Um, mm-hmm. but I wish, I wish, I wish it was Tetsuo easily just shows up at your door. <laughs> yeah. Canada! Uh, Yamada! <laughs> just a quick, uh, just a quick side note. Brought up Ghost World, one of the paper cake trivia right now. One of the highest downloaded episodes in recent Really? Uh, really? Ghost World highest yeah. downloaded episode. That's interesting. What is uh, Lady Keg still our highest episode or Buffy Keg or whatever Buffy it was Keg. called? That was when we had uh, still our highest two downloaded episode? female no. guest yeah. hosts. Um, we should do that maybe sometime in the future. <laughs> Got a death wish. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, I think just, I think like um, Infinity Gauntlet might be our highest downloaded episode. Really? Hmm. I think. Don't quote me. That's Akira. Right there. We did it. Yeah. Good job, boys. Uh, yeah. Check out Akira if you can. And uh, that art. Man. If anything, you will talk, walk away with this. That if art. I get a hold of those painted pages anywhere, it is on. And uh, no letters. We got oh. your letters. <laughs> this is live, folks. Oh, yeah. We do have a letter. All right. It's not Akira related. Cue but, that music. I'm gonna open them up. Sorry for interrupting the song, Jonesy. Tales. I'm gonna read them to you. Remember when we used to play that piano live every time we yeah. got together? It's a shame we couldn't bring that piano out here. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's a heavy. Th- remember, it's a heavy. <clears throat> um, letter. Thanks, uh, Roy Codgel, writing in. I'm super excited about this Defenders TV show that will be on Netflix. So Jessica and jo- Jessica Jones and Luke Cage will both have thirteen episodes. How many eps do you think there will be before anal trauma is brought up? <laughs> oh my gosh! Good word. Good heavens! Uh, uh, alleged alleged trauma. If well, they're yeah, I don't think it's happen. trauma. I think it's the other uh, thing. The opposite. It's ecstasy. Uh, I am super excited about <laughs> Iron Fist, and I'll tell you why. Oh mm, God. Please, enlighten just a us. martial arts TV show. We haven't we haven't seen anything good like that since Mortal Kombat. Kung Fu. Since Mortal Kombat was a television show on TNT. <laughs> That's right. There was a TNT Mortal Kombat. Oh television? my gosh! Yes, yes. Did it have the classic theme? Yeah. I was on after uh, Monday Night Raw and Saturday Night Main Event. Monday Night Raw, and then it went into Silk Stockings. Oh I man, used to Silk get a few Stockings! Of that on my VHS tapes. A few minutes. Okay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I'm excited for that Daredevil show. I guess that means they're just giving up on those characters for movies. You know, they're yeah, like, they, yeah they've been relegated, I think. It's like the B team. Because you know they're not hiring anybody for a TV show that they'll put in future films. That's no. not going to happen. No. 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 So I wonder if they'll go for TV well-knowns to like famous character actors to play those roles, or they're going to stick to... Who would you cast right now Iron Fist in your head as Matt Murdock, Daredevil, <sighs> And it's got to be a TV... Blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. It's country. Let's see, a TV South. character actor. There's so many names. No, there aren't There aren't many. There's a short list. I really love Kevin McKidd, who was uh, the Tomorrow Man, the Journeyman. Remember that? That TV show where he traveled through time? Was it 20 he, years he, ago? He make is he a, still able to It was like 10 me. years ago. Let's see, who else? Fillion. No, he's, Nathan Fillion wouldn't make a good Daredevil. Will Wheaton. Oh, God. Jesus, he blogging about his depression. What are you doing? Are you just trolling me right now? That's just your, just a big troll setup. David Boreanaz. Too don't, old. Don't answer I that. Think. I was trolling you. Too old, David Boreanaz. Mm. It, it, Daredevil's a slim guy. He's not very meaty. 
Mm. Very slim, lithe slim figure. Frame. Lithe. I like that word. Subframe. Subframe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What about what Luke about Cage? Who's going to cast Luke Cage? I don't Guy know. I was Spice commercials. The him, I, yeah, I think his name is like Isaiah or something. Um, I, there was this dude on The New Girl last week. Um, That's a great show. His, his t- head was too tiny, though. I don't. His head he had a very small head, but he had a body for days. He had a body on him. Oh yeah, he had a body on him. You love those bodies. It's like Shamar Moore body. Oh, my God, stop! <laughs> right now, right. There it is. For the last time. How about that book jug that you guys started, huh? A book club podcast. Straight up books. Actual printed word. Oh, yeah. With you, Real too. Thanks, when are you uh, coming on there, Slim? Uh, I don't know if I have time, guys. I'm sorry. Jeez. I'd love to, but maybe in the future. Um, we'll see everybody next week. Love you. Love you. We're back. So, Akira, right? <laughs> what, uh, anything come out this week that was worth talking about? Akira. Akira. I don't, I don't yeah, even know what came I, out this I week. I didn't read anything this week. I think um, Amazing X-Men was supposed to be really good. Loved it. Jason Aaron is just firing, firing all cylinders. 80s X-Men. Like, it just feels like a great vibe. Mm, Very Claremontian. I want more of. Hard. Great. What a great time to be alive, though. Hard alive. <laughs> A uh, new cap came out. Oh, yeah. Baltimore, I think, issue three came out. Ooh. What? What? Yeah. I got, over, I got to read all these. <laughs> you got enough desks in here to, to, you know, okay. to sit down and relax know. with. One desk. I see. a. Is that Baltimore over there not hanging? My gosh. I gotta Baltimore get a, Insomni. I have to get a custom frame, and that thing costs money. I don't have any money. Do we have uh, two kids in daycare? Do we pick a uh, book club for next week? We did. What was it? I hope both of you remembered. Was it uh, Bandit? No. <laughs> it's Wolverine Origin. Oh, yeah. Remember? You just inserted oh, yeah, yeah. that into our memory. I did. <laughs> As a troll. Text, Check like the text Bill logs. and Ted's uh, Excellent we Adventure. He went like, back in time just now. <laughs> two two and a half weeks ago, we, we I think one of us suggested, I was like, yeah, here we go. Now we have two book clubs planned out, and it felt great. And I downloaded it right to my iPad. Man, I have to go on the uh, the like app and download it. Like it or not, like it or lump it, as my mother would say. Like it or lump it, that's what we're doing. Peg in four days. Words of wisdom. Um, I'm almost tempted to say that we make the book club after that. Batman death of the family. <laughs> I'm just doing the Batcast, man. We're gonna do the Batcast now. Are we, are we sliding to DC all the time? Oh gosh. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just trying to make it make life easy for you guys. You know. Put it in you, the books. You, I didn't. Fin- ripped, I didn't just read put it. Put in the no. books. We haven't ripped up enough uh, Batman New Fifty Two. Yeah, so there was a lot of negativity in that episode. We really loved it.
We did. <laughs> nobody believed us. Nobody believed nobody us. Nobody believed we did, us. We did love it, though. But I think Andrew Adkos would just unsubscribe to our podcast after that segment. Yeah, certain people didn't want me to give opinions on books. They thought me you, having opinions was wrong. You the reviled son of Batman, Damien. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it takes all kinds. You know what I mean? You went down a few notches. I mean, it doesn't go much lower than least favorite host. Yeah, we're, we're going to be the least favorite of the least favorite? <laughs> yeah. I'll just stick you in Akira's crime boat chamber. After. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only answer. <laughs> Why don't we just kill him? No, no, no. Like the gas, you know. Put him in the uh, chamber. Frozen gas. Put yeah, him in the podcast chamber. Let's spend gazillions of dollars that's to where, keep him alive. I think that's where uh, Mark Farrington is, former <laughs> yeah, pop yes. paper keg host. Yeah, that's the only place he could be. Mm. We've checked him. He's elusive. Else. He's like Carmen Sandiego. No one really, no one's really what sure. What a show. Longest book club we've ever done. Yeah, it was, it was about fifty fifty minutes of Akira. Wow! Yeah, I felt off. like we could have kept going too. We, we probably should have. I mean, it was three thousand pages. We easily could have seven thousand pages. We got enough material there. It's like the War and Peace of comic books. It's long, guys. Is what we're saying. Very long. You should read it though. But three hundred comic books. Beautiful show though. I'm just happy to be here live with you guys. It's weird. We got yeah, a we weird. got a it's dinner really cooking upstairs that we're yeah. gonna eat. I'm going to have some more chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. some dino nugs. We're Did gonna... you know that the Triceratops never existed, according to Dale? Medically or Dale, historically? Or, I dropped I mean... that nugget on us. I didn't, qu- you didn't, like I said, don't quote me, Slim, and you quoted me. So there was we... something happened with the Triceratops. So they took something away uh-huh. from him. Like his third horn? prominence. Maybe his third horn. I mean, that technically would eradicate all knowledge of Triceratops yeah. if there It'd was no third. Biceratops at that yeah. point. Biceratops. <laughs> Quad tops. Maybe they had an extra horn. You don't yeah, even know. That's true. What do I know? It's a good question. I just know that raptors were the size of chickens. <laughs> raptors. Yeah, Do like you remember name? Jurassic I don't Park? Think they really Velociraptor? Oh, thank you. Raptors. <laughs> the size of chickens. So where did they get the, the talons from? They Those still have the talons. They, they just were, weren't huge. They were chicken like we sizes? They were. Yeah. Because then they uncovered talons that were like, you know, uh, right. uh, Ichabod Crane nose length. They tried to kill Batman. There was I, tons I remember. Of <laughs> oodles of them running around. Right, chicken Raptors. Court of the Owls and Talon. Talon. <laughs> By James Tinian. The fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Little big show. Yeah. It's weird, right? What do we say? What even, do we say to each other's know. faces? We're just going to turn the mics down and hold each other. Hug. So, yeah, we have been getting a warm reception on uh, Book Jug. Very warm reception. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you guys for I that. I really want that to go weekly, if possible. <laughs> weekly? Can't you guys just record uh, after Paper Keg? So you want we- Paper Keg to go monthly, and, <laughs> and Book Jug to go, go weekly? weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Who can say, really, what's going on in this head of mine? Who knows? I am trying to spin... I don't know. I'm trying to figure things out. You know, as, as far as showrunner, like, I, I think I'm... You know, Jonesy and I are showrunners, but you're the you're the I've, executive showrunner, possibly. Yeah, you know, thinking about changing up the uh, the book club announcements and stuff, trying to figure things out. Yeah, because you know, do we have to like, t- you know, technically, Book Jug Two is recorded now. Spoilers. It's already to tape. I would kind of think you would want to announce the book club at the end of each episode to give yeah. people listening. That yeah, lead that's time. what. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think we're gonna do. But I don't think that Wednesday before works out for this format. Right. But even if we did that, like, say, you know, we're, we happen to be ahead now on our first few episodes, but going to be a time when we hit a book that's extra long and we hadn't started it yet. So 
the only reason I, I spaced out the book club announcement is because if we do a book club announcement and there's no show for two weeks, it's like a barren wasteland of communi- book jug communication. Right. right. So I tried, to, I tried to do something. We'll figure it out, you know. Probably yeah. post an update. Yeah. Like mid, mid, yeah. You know, mid-level. Tweet it. We've reached half yeah. of it, you know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, like the, the check-in, like how far are you far along? Yeah. Thank God we got that book jug Twitter before it got snatched up, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'd I be saw pe- that. We'd have to pay somebody for <laughs> for tweeting. Has it rights. tweeted yet? I don't think it has. Or is it? Just, I think it's just retweeted. It's a book retweeted. Club. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I figured like the first tweet would be like you know momentous, some kind of. Who's got control of that count? Is that Jonesy over there? Oh, God, I wish you'd take it. Take it away from me. I would. Uh, it's widely known and assumed that Jonesy is just should never be in control of a of a project Twitter. account. No, and I'll be the first to say it. I would yeah. advise you just tweet paper keg with hashtag book jug. <laughs> book jug is it's 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 not big enough to have its own Twitter, but you know we have it in case we need just it. Just in case, yeah. Maybe I'll just put that in the uh, profile. Use paper keg, please, <laughs> for any tweets. Please do not. Please do not ignore tweet. all tweets from the book jug <laughs> handle, as it's controlled by uh, Jonesy Lewis. 